the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on this Good Friday here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, he's wrapping up a message shared with the congregation at Church of the Highlands last Easter. The Apostle Peter proclaimed, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Why? That you may declare the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. We were chosen to proclaim the excellencies, the goodness, the greatness of God our Savior. And this year, we're having to do that in a very different way from last year, aren't we? Pastor Leighton Sheely is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They're on the web at highlands.us. And of course, worship is continuing just in a different way, online, as it is at many churches all across the country and around the world. You can find out details about just how that's happening with Church of the Highlands at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Or give the church a call at 650-873-4095. I'm Mike Trout, and here's Pastor Layton. Now, the Bible speaks of God reigning over all, And yet it also speaks of a future kingdom. It speaks of God reigning over all in many places. Among them, Psalm 145, 13, where it says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. And in Psalm 103, 19, the Lord has established His throne in the heavens, and His kingdom rules over all. And yet, as noted earlier, the Bible also speaks of a future kingdom such as in Jesus' model prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So the question is, if God reigns sovereignly over all now, how is it that we should be asking for His kingdom to come? That might create a dilemma for some, but it's not a dilemma when we distinguish between God's universal kingdom and His mediatorial kingdom. Concerning this, Michael Vlach wrote, God's universal kingdom over all things already exists. The center of God's kingdom and throne is in heaven where he exercises his will. And yet the mediatorial kingdom has has special reference to God's reign upon the earth through mediators or representatives. God is king of creation, but he has determined that man, as his image bearer, should rule and subdue the creation on his behalf. Man's sin introduced a negative element into God's mediatorial kingdom. So the kingdom program from Genesis 3 onward will involve God's plan to bring this rebellious planet back into perfect conformity with His will. The ultimate God-man, Jesus, will accomplish this. Yet even as God's mediatorial kingdom evidences sin and the curse, God's universal reign over all assures us that God is still in absolute Control. Now we see this distinction between God's universal 
and mediatorial kingdoms clearly in Revelation chapters 4 and 5. Revelation chapters 4 and 5. Revelation chapter 4 describes the throne room of heaven. In fact, the word throne or thrones is used 14 times. And then in chapter 5, we read, Then I saw the right hand of him who was seated on the throne, a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or look into it. And one of the elders said to me, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. When you pray to heaven, your prayers... And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. This scroll is the title deed to the earth with judgments that unleash the wrath of God that will ultimately culminate with Jesus' kingdom on earth. Those who are purchased by Jesus with his blood will participate in that kingdom reign. You've made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. So Revelation 4 introduces a heavenly throne room representing God's universal kingdom that culminates in a mediatorial kingdom reign of Jesus and his saints on earth in chapter 5. Quoting again from Dr. Michael Flatch, God's universal kingdom is always in operation. He is always in control and he always prevails. Now for a time, men may resist God's mediatorial kingdom plans, yet they never escape God's universal rule. As McLean states, it's not for men to choose whether or not they will be under the rule of the universal kingdom. Whether they like it or not, they're already under it. The goal is for this planet to be brought into perfect conformity with God's will. When the ultimate mediator, Jesus, successfully reigns over the earth, the mediatorial kingdom will be brought into conformity with God's universal kingdom, and God's will on earth will be done as it is in heaven. Until that time, two conflicts, two kingdoms are in conflict. We learned about that a few months ago when we were studying through the book of Daniel. There are two kingdoms in conflict. The kingdom of God, also known as the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of light. And the kingdom of Satan, also known as the kingdom of darkness. And when Jesus returns, Satan and his kingdom are going to be utterly destroyed. And you and I have the opportunity... To leave the citizenship and allegiance of the kingdom of darkness that is doomed 
and join the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light that is eternal. The Apostle Paul wrote, God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now, for now, God's kingdom is spiritual. That is, it resides in the hearts and the minds of men, women, and children where Jesus is Lord and King. But someday, Jesus is going to return and he's going to establish a physical kingdom here on earth. That's what the Bible tells us. Now, some people are convinced there's something inherently wrong with the physical realm, with matter. And this concept was promoted by the ancient Greek philosopher Plato. And it seems to make sense when you look around it, because we live in a, a place that is filled with disease and violence and death. But what we need to be reminded is this world as we now live in it is not the way God designed it to be. It is under the curse of sin. But what Jesus promised to do was to make all things new. He's going to remake creation like God originally designed it in all of its excellence. You remember what God said at the end of the days of creation? He looked at his creation and he said, it was good. God says creation as God designed it is good. Is good. There's going to be no more sin, no more disease, no more violence, no more death. You know, some people think that the next life is going to be just us sitting around on clouds, strumming harps and trying to keep ourselves entertained for all eternity. I don't know about you, but I'm not very excited about that vision for the future. I don't think it's like that at all. I think that we're going to continue to do what we were made to do, which is to enhance God's creation. Building cities and solutions. Can you imagine what mankind could have accomplished by now if we'd not been so busy making weapons to kill each other and defend ourselves from being killed? If we'd not had people that might have the cure for cancer and the common cold murdered in the womb. Can you imagine where we could be by now? We might be among the stars. Searching and learning and exploring God's incredible creation. What makes the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the greatest event in the history of this world is what it resulted in, was the announcement of a new kingdom, God's kingdom, that's coming to replace Satan's kingdom. That's cause for celebration. And if the Lord should tarry, next week we want to look at the triumphal entry, which is the coronation of the king. The apostle Peter proclaimed, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Why? 
that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We were chosen to proclaim the excellencies, the goodness, the greatness of God our Savior. The gospel, the good news of Christ Jesus, individually and as a church family. You've been listening along with me to a message shared by Pastor Leighton Sheely with the Congregation of Church of the Highlands last Easter Sunday. What a difference 12 months makes in that worship experience, but certainly not in the timelessness of the message. Pastor Leighton went on to speak directly with those who uh, would like to make a profession of faith in Jesus Christ, and perhaps you're on the edge of making that same decision and would like to have some additional resources and maybe even speak directly with someone about how you can grow in your walk with the Lord. The phone number at the church is 650-873-4095. Obviously, things are different these days. You may not get an answer immediately when you call, but please do continue to try. And have a blessed Easter weekend, albeit very unique. And join us next Monday when we'll be back to study verse by verse.